Blog Talk Radio. And now, from the worldwide headquarters in New Bedford, Massachusetts, streaming around the internet on Blog Talk Radio, it's the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast with your hosts, Emerson and Brian Whitner. Another edition of the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Emerson Whitner, joined as always by the only person who I've never had dog sicked on at the end of our show, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, feel a little down under the weather. But Why are you under the weather, kid? Ah, my throat just hurts and I feel really warm and I don't know, it's the way it is, but I am committed to this show 100%, damn it. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. It's a quote quote Michael Cole, tonight is the end of an error, or the end of bad WCW pay-per-view month. I was going to say, (laughs) I was going to wonder where you were going with that one. They were like, oh my. Or... (laughs) Nope, it's it's the end of an era. This is Vintage Wrestling Outsiders Podcast. Yes. We don't see anyone's catchphrases or quotes or sound bites or anything like that. No. Not us. No, no. And, of course, as we get going, we do want to send best wishes to the family of AWA owner and perennial champion Vern Gagne, who passed away Monday night. Um, Vern was, uh, I believe, in his late 80s when he passed away, spending the last few years in a nursing home. Uh, Brian, have you anything to say? That nursing home must be racking in the money to, right now. 
well, was racking in the money. And I believe he was Why? 90, but yes. The, the, because Vergani was one rich son of a gun, I'm sure. Jesus Christ. Uh, Please, this I thought how, condolences go out to the Gagne family. This is how Brian pays tribute, folks. Well, I, I keep saying we should do a tribute show, and you keep shooting it down, so... A tribute show to what? I don't know. Shits and giggles. You want us to attribute the shits and giggles? Sure. Well, Brian, next week, for one night only, we go hardcore. And by hardcore... He's hardcore. He's hardcore. He's hardcore. Yeah, we have to be hardcore because we're going to be reviewing a TNA show. Our for first, first TNA show, folks. Yes, for the first time ever, next week, we're going to be reviewing the one-night-only Hardcore Justice show. <clears throat> Hashtag breaking news. We will review a TNA show. Get that going right now. Hashtag breaking news. Not sure how much how breaking it is. Since if anyone looked at the, our upcoming shows... They could see that I already had that penciled in for next week. But still. Uh, no, no one looks at our website, Emerson. It's okay. No, they usually don't. And then in two weeks, Brian, it's our one-year anniversary. How the hell Blog Talk Radio let us on for one year? The world may never know. But two weeks, we celebrate one year, which is also my birthday. Yes. And speaking of your birthday... We're going to be reviewing the. Sh- we're going to be reviewing an episode of Primetime Wrestling from the day before you were born. Of course, yes, that's what, that's what we do. We do stuff the day before I was born. Well, what else are we reviewing that day, Brian? Are we doing Tuesday Night Titans the day you were born? Well, I'm reviewing the episode of Tuesday Night Titans the day I was born, October twenty ninth, nineteen eighty four. And you're reviewing an episode of Primetime Wrestling from May 12th, 1986. Yeah, good times. Yeah, how about that? I'm probably going to be drunk during the podcast because it's my birthday. And it's my fucking birthday. It's his birthday. He'll cry if he wants to. Cry if he wants to. Cry if he wants can't to. Can't that night. You can't, you can't get drunk or you can't cry. Are you there, Brian? Brian, are you there? Okay, so we lost Brian. Great. Um, So, (laughs) Great American Bash 1999 uh, is going to be what's going to be on tap for tonight. And Brian looks like he's calling back in. Brian, what the hell happened? Technical difficulties. Brian, what the hell happened? I'm I'm on full service, so technical difficulties. Everything was good on my end. Suddenly you weren't there. Uh, It's that call failed, so I blame you. Yeah. I'll call fail you in just a second. You got jealous because of the delicious meatloaf I am eating because you can smell it all the way up in Boston. Well, I don't live in Boston. I live in New Bedford. But um, I actually smell mozzarella sticks and chicken tenders and Mm. barbecue sauce I have sitting right next to me. Nice. Yes. So, Brian, Great American Bash 99, overall thoughts on the show before we jump in? 
I understand it's w, it's, it was a horrible WCW review, but I didn't think it was that horrible to deserve a spot on this on this uh, show. You did watch Sting get attacked by and eaten by dogs, right? Yes, and I also did see uh, uh, Brian Knobs look a lot like uh, Perry Satter and Chris Benoit. But yeah, what? When when Saturn and Benoit came down, the Brian Knobs' uh, thing flashed up on the screen, like his name. Oh, well, they used Dean Malenko's theme music, so there was that too. That too. <laughs> that too. I didn't oh, yeah. notice that. You didn't notice Knobs. Uh, how about? Well, Brian, you may not have uh, hated the show as much as you know. Maybe I did. But remember how last week we had a list of all the people who didn't wrestle at Road Wild? Yes. Did you make another list? I do. I have a list of the people who are under contract and on pay-per-view from Spring Stampede, Slamboree, and Bash at the Beach who were not on this show. All right. You want the list? Give it to us, Emerson. Yep, give it to us. Chavo Guerrero Jr., Chris Jericho, Booker T, Raven, Goldberg, Kidman, Juventud Guerrera, Psychosis, Dean Malenko, Scott Steiner, Blitzkrieg, Fit Finley, and Steven Regal all were not wrestling on this show. Goldberg's kind of a shocker on that one. Yes. And when you look at some of the people who did wrestle at this show, and they chose to not have any of those dozen people. Welcome to WCW, folks. Well, the show opened with, of course, we and we talked about this, I think we talked about it on Sunday, the worst opening in pay-per-view history, where no fewer than eight members of the babyface and no-limit soldiers, including Master P, got out of a limo. Kurt Hennig walked up and got an autographed CD, and Kurt Hennig, the cowardly, dastardly heel, broke the CD and ran away. Eight no-limit soldiers, upon seeing this act of disrespect to their boss, did they run after Hennig and beat his ass, Brian? No. Did they get angry and cut a vicious, seething promo threatening revenge? No. What they did do was walk towards him and chant, Hootie Hoo! Hootie Hoo! Hootie Hoo! That would scare the shit out of me. Eight, eight large black men coming at me screaming. That would scare me. <laughs> and it's in Baltimore, too. Speaking of Baltimore, our, 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 my thoughts and prayers are with the people in Baltimore because, yeah, the stupidity of some people just decide to uh, create havoc and cause hell in a city that doesn't really deserve it. Oh, God. So the uh, the Orioles had a TNA house show today. Oh, nice. How did that work yes. out Well, you, you know what I mean by that, right? What, that TNA had a house show in Baltimore? No. Oh, the what? Orioles played White Sox, and they didn't allow anybody in the stadium. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
that was yesterday too. <laughs> no, no, yesterday was canceled. Today, it uh, they had one game. Mm. Go figure. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Teeny allows even the bums on the street who don't have tickets to come on in and watch the show free. Well, but even then, most don't show up. That's true. They have a huge sign that says free wrestling featuring the likes of, who's the champion? Kurt Angle. <laughs> and people uh, I was going to say Bobby Roode, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, Bobby Roode has... Yeah, Bobby Roode hasn't been champion since January. Yeah. Now, Brian, the main event of this Great American Bash, Kevin Nash versus Randy Savage. Uh, You know what the build to this match was? Uh, Nash Nash put uh, poured shit all over Savage, and uh, Savage ran him over with the Hummer, or tried to run him over or something. Yes. Uh, Randy Savage put lipstick on Kevin Nash. Uh, Kevin Nash and then dumped buckets of poop on Savage and then sprayed him with a hose of poop. And then Savage Savage had someone drive the famous white Hummer into the side of the limo. You know, to this day... And an angle that will go on for a month after this. uh, Well, it's been going on for 16 years because we never found out who drove the Hummer. I thought it was Sting. I... See, they kind of implied at the end that it was Sid, but it was never actually revealed to be Sid. I thought it was Sting. No, it was wasn't Sting. Was actually be Sting? No? Nope. I was nope. So the opening pyro goes off, and this being WCW, uh, they didn't even show most of the pyro, because instead they showed a shot of the ring with David Penzer standing there and staring off into the distance, while the pyro went off up by the stage. Tens are probably thinking, why the fuck do I still work here? Yes. It it, it helped pay the bills, I'm sure, for Dave Tenzer. That's for sure. Tony Schiavone said that he wasn't sure if Kevin Nash would be here tonight, which, of course, is great when he's the world champion in the main event of the pay-per-view. Ah, oh, what the fuck, just no show it. That's what I would do. And, you know, this company did such a great job building up the pay-per-view that they had to do a three-minute uh, a three-minute video package running down all the matches and why they were happening. Yeah, it's WCW for you. What do you expect? Yes. Well, the opening, of the, the opening match was supposed to be a kendo stick match, with Brian Knob and Brian Nobbs and Hack, Hack uh, being the Sandman, when he went to WCW, with a two-year guaranteed contract, was under contract for a year, and then they kept paying him for another year while he was in ECW. Sandman's a very smart man <laughs> in multiple yes. ways. For my Sandman's a millionaire. Um, the highlight of the match was before he even began as Tony Schiavone kept trying to talk about something, and he and Tanae kept cutting him off and talking about something else. I wish they would have done that all night. So do I. Sadly, this, this action, these actions did not continue. Uh, Brian Knobs cut a promo saying that only pussies have hardcore matches, so they should have a normal match. 
which is what I think he said. Um, after Nobbs, after Nobbs cut the promo, a fan in the front row flipped him off, which was a, uh, a theme throughout the night. That fan was one smart man. Um, I want to point out, Sandman did not have beer. He did not have cigarettes. He did not have barbed wire. And he did not have Enter Sandman. But he did still do the five-minute walk-around-the-ring entrance. And didn't he set up on the barricade, too? He, he stood up on the barricade. But, like, you expect him to be crushing a beer can off his head. This is true. It, Vince Russo wasn't in the company, but we had a Vince Russo swerve, as despite his promo about how only pussies have hardcore matches, uh, Brian Knobs clocked packed with a trash can to start the match. Which That's doesn't that make should start? That's how But doesn't that make Knobs a pussy Someone by his own definition? Huh? Doesn't that make Brian Knobs a pussy by his own definition? Yeah, but my 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 the promo that you cut before you hit someone that has a shaft stand or whatever object you want. Hmm. Um, this match went about five minutes, and the entire time these two hit each other in the head with hard metal objects as much as they could. Finish saw Sandman do a swanton onto a ladder. Knobs rolled out of, out of the way, uh, but Knobs collided with Jimmy Hart, uh, who was holding a chair on the ring apron. And Sandman won with a kendo stick shot. So at least he won. Yes, at least he won the kendo stick match with a kendo stick shot. Yes. Now, now you might recall at Road Wild, after the opening match, Hugh Morris ran down and joined Jimmy Hart in a three-on-one beatdown on the babyface. Well, that's exactly what happened here. The only thing missing was Jim Duggan making the save. Poor Hack had no one save him as he got a 301 beatdown. And Hack and Hacksaw Jim Duggan would have been a hell of a team. It, it would have been. Hack, they both have wooden objects to hit people with. Yeah, it would have been one hell of a team. Remember when William Regal commanded Jim Duggan to put his big piece of wood in his hand? That never got too well for Regal. Yeah. Well, we didn't get to see Drunk Sandman at the Great American Bash, but I have a new audio soundbite with Drunk Sandman doing a commercial. I love I love new sound audio bites. They really turn me on. Wow. XMV on NoDQ.com. There you go. There you, go. you want to get hardcore. You want to get extreme. You want to do it on it. You want to get hardcore, you want to get extreme, you want to do it on XMV.com. No, you You want to get hardcore, you want to get extreme, you want to do it on XMV. Fucking hate this. I never miss a fucking promo. You want to get hardcore? You want to get extreme? You want to do it on XMVD. No DQ.com. <laughs> you want to get hardcore? You want to get extreme? You want to do it on XMVD. 
SMV No Tissue Dot Com. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> wow, I, I, thought, I thought he just kept fucking up and it just kept repeating itself, but never mind. It was Stan there being a fucking idiot. Yeah, he was drunk. That's true. I think Roddy that didn't Piper turn me on as much as I thought it was. Well, we got a few others tonight that I think will turn you on, Brian. Nice. 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 Oh, God. People, people might be listening to this. Yeah, eventually people do listen to this. That's okay. Yeah, shockingly, we do get a decent amount of post-show listeners. Surprisingly. Buff, Buff Bagwell thanked Roddy Piper for his big match with Disco Inferno tonight. Why the fuck would anyone be thankful for the pay-per-view match with Disco Inferno? I have no idea, Emerson. I would be thrilled not to wrestle Disco Inferno. Well, anyway, Bagwell told Piper that he would help Piper in his match with Flair tonight, and Piper just blew him off. Foreshadowing. Ooh. Then we got my favorite. Then we got my favorite match, Brian. Mikey Whipwreck versus Van Hammer. Oh, uh, this was this was a this was a battle beyond battles. I, I, I ranked this up with Rock versus Austin, WrestleMania X seven. This is like if if Rock and Austin were both really drunk and high. This is like Gotch and Hackenschmidt. <laughs> yeah. You know if Gotch and Hackenschmidt like really suck. Yeah, I know. Oh god. Uh so yeah, this match was basically a very long Van Hammer squash match. Um where poor Mikey just kept being beaten on. And it's hard to believe this is the same Mikey that one year later was a devil worshipper with uh Jim Mitchell. Mm. You know, when he actually gave a shit about Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, hey, that, yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy, and if he was on this show, you'd kiss his ass. I'm sure I would. Just like any guest we have on the show. If Vince Russo would agree to be on this show, I'd be the number one Vince Russo fan for that hour and a half. About Van Hammer? What if Van Hammer was on the show? Isn't he dead? No. Okay. I would be the number one Van Hammer fan. I I can't believe you think everyone is dead. Well, I thought Bernzani was dead. I know. Don't you think Rick Martell is dead, too? No, he makes a a pop-up occasionally on WWE shows, so... Yeah, Van Hammer's still alive. I say, if you told me Rick Martell died, I'd be like, really... Van Hammer is still alive. He's 47 years old. Did you research that before we came on the show? No, I just put it up on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> well, this match sucked. Uh, the most entertaining part of this match was that I looked up to see how old Van Hammer was. Um, at one point, uh, by the way, this was after Van Hammer stopped being a hippie. And now he was serious Van Hammer. Serious. Wow. Yes. 
At one point, Hammer went for a beal off the top rope and dropped Mikey on top of his head. These fans were so hot, five minutes earlier, were now chanting boring and were almost dead at this point. Uh, the most impressive part of the match was Ben Hammer's delayed superplex. Hmm. He did hit the leg yeah. drop of Doom, which sadly was not the finish. Hmm. I figure maybe if he holds up. Possibly. Possibly. He he did do the IRS abdominal stretch and grabbing the ropes to get the heat. Problem is, when IRS did it, he got heat. When Van Hammer did it, no one gave a shit. No, the fans, the fans suck, you suck. The fans chanted, you suck. There you go. Um, at one point, Van Hammer walked up the ring steps to drop Mikey Whipwreck on the guardrail, but flipped, and Mikey got dropped knee first on the concrete. This match. Poor Mikey. Uh, this match would not end, uh, but finally it did when Hammer won with the Cobra Clutch Slam. Thank you, Jesus. Next. Thank you, God and Jesus and Mr. McMahon. Yes, yes. I got, God, I got to thank Mr. McMahon. Got to thank Mr. McMahon because he never did hire Van Hammer. No, thank God. Uh, Buff Badball came out for his match with Disco Inferno and was so happy that all I could think was uh, he had to hold his winning. Because Buff Badball is only that happy when he's winning his match. <laughs> Buff, you're losing Christ. Fuck the world. I'm getting drunk. Well, that's, that's your, that's if you want to Buff. Um, Buff almost hit the blockbuster two minutes into the match, but Disco scooted away, and I screamed, God damn it. Um, Buff flipped Disco off at one point, and then threw a hissy fit uh, when Disco didn't get up quickly enough for a spot. Typical Uh, Buff. Disco, Disco went to the middle rope for an elbow drop. And Buff didn't move, despite Disco spending an hour and a half killing time on the ropes. And so they went right back to the same spot, so Buff could remember to move this time. <laughs> uh, Disco gave him the stunner on the outside. Uh, for some reason, didn't do it on the inside. I tried to go for the count out, but Buff rolled in. Uh, Bagwell backdropped out of the Macarena pile driver. Hit a power slam in the blockbuster for the win, and all I could write out, all I could write as a review of this match was Bagwell should be cursing Piper for this one. Yes. Anything else to say about the match, Brian? Poor Bagwell just gets thrown in matches with mid card jobbers. I feel bad for him, but well, I really don't. Well, Bagwell was a mid card jobber. Yeah, but he was more like a higher up jobber. But yeah. Well, I gotta play the most entertaining thing Disco Inferno did in the year 1999. You might remember Conan had this. What was that? I said I'm excited for it. Uh, you might remember Conan had this really shitty rap video that played all the time. Well, Disco decided that. Uh, he needed to 
do the rap instead. And well, let let just play the audio. Arriba la raza all day, every day. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, yay. Oil of Olay, all day, every day. Lucha Libre Bread to WCW. Come out, the gente, straight up loving you. From the order SSA to the yes, yes, y'all. Who wants to step to my homie Cape Dog? Get slammed on the mat, get your whole head cracked. Way the man slam vocals on the filter soul track. Step into the ring yelling, Oil of Olay. Saying Taco Bell, not Oil of Olay. I said I thought he was saying Taco Bell. Wow. So DJ Ran was all up in my area. All up in his grill. Good God! There there are many things that I've chosen to forget about WCW 1999, and DJ Ran is definitely one of them. I, I didn't even know he existed, honestly. Uh, him and Ricky Rackman. Ricky Rackman was this annoying white guy who they brought in to do the spring breakout stuff where they go to all the colleges and have, like, all the campus parties, et cetera, before the spring breakout shows. And yeah, yeah. He, the very first time he appeared on Nitro, the very first thing out of his mouth was, I'm Ricky Rackman, and you will all think I'm annoying. Yes. Yes, we do. Well, allegedly, DJ Rand was really good during commercial breaks on Nitro. The problem is he didn't be on Nitro and be and suck. Sounds like a lot of the wrestlers that WCW employed. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, we'll find out like, later. Uh, remember how I said Chris Jericho was uh, uh, not wrestling on this show? Chris Jer- yeah, Chris Jericho was not wrestling on the show. Yes, you made that sense earlier. Yeah, later on we found out that instead of wrestling, they used him to do WCW.com play-by-play with oh. Mark Madden. No wonder why the man quit. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Master P finally shows up an hour into the show. He missed all the good stuff. Better late than never. He and his seven large black men went to sit at ringside. And there was a gentleman there, giant muscled up man by the name of Wall. And you all might remember him because he was just, 
so obscenely large, so large that Eric Bischoff signed him to a contract for like $400,000 a year. And then he got arrested like three months later for not paying his overdue child support. Because <laughs> the man was making what? About 40000 a month? A little less than 40000 a month? Um, About 30000 give or take 33000 About 30000 Yeah, 33000 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think his baby mama could have gotten a dollar or two. Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Poor Wall. Did you say poor Wall? Yeah. Why poor Wall? Is that who we're talking about, the Wall? No, Swole. Oh, the big black, oh, the big black guy, okay. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, the wall passed away in uh, 2002. No, no 2003. Yeah, I know people pass away eventually, see? Speaking of passing away, Kurt Hanning and Bobby Duncan Jr. are on that. Yeah, please, someone passed away. You know, continuing to be in uh, purely bad taste. Their opponents are Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr., who were involved when Paraguayo died a few weeks ago. Ryan's just going to bring yeah. down this show, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, because what what did he die from, that Mexican wrestler? What did he die from? Paraguayo? Well, yeah. he uh, the rope snapped into his throat, and then he took the six nine and there I don't think like there was so much involved in that just a freak accident. Nah, yeah, and then, then paramedics are backstage helping someone out already and they didn't couldn't get down there. Um now let's hear talk about this match here. Um Terry Henning and Bobby Duncan are the heels. And they're the country western music theater, uh against the rap duo of Conan and Ray Mysterio, who had eight large black men to back them up. So the heels are number two. WCW is a southern-based company whose fans mostly enjoy country music, so it came to the surprise of almost nobody when the West Texas Rednecks were being cheered over the No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> yes. WCW is like, oh, my God, they're getting cheered. What the hell? Is this a Vince Russo thing? The only the, – like, and I still like to make things even better. Ray Mysterio Jr. is about five foot two, 150 pounds, and he's in the mm-hmm. ring with Bobby Duncan Jr., who's about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and 270 pounds. Making Ray, who was without his mask, um, making Ray look like a 12-year-old child. Well, I mean, the man is, like you said, five foot two and 120-some-odd pounds, so. Oh, God. Master Pete opened the match by slapping the shit out of Kurt Hennig, and then they look like 
that all eight of them just sat there and stared at the ring, not giving two shits. <laughs> I seriously don't know who thought this would be a good idea. Tony Schiavone was the most excited man in the world when he said that uh, WCW has big ideas in the next upcoming months for Master P. Yeah, I think Master P may have been on TV two more times after this before mm. smartening up and dropping out. Smart man. Yes. Um, neither Hennig or Duncan were feeling kind of good with Ray. They worked decent enough with Conan, but not enough to save the match. Uh, Barry Windham ran down at the finish, so did Master P, so it was 11 on 3, and Ray pinned Duncan at one point, which no one noticed until the replay. And then after the match, for some reason, the No Limit Soldiers all ran away. All nine of them. So Kurt Hennig, Barry Wimmer, and Bobby Duncan just beat up Ray Mysterio and Conan. Nothing better to do, so they figured beat the shit out of them, too. Uh, Brian, remember rap is crap? Yes, that was my second least favorite country music song of all time. Well, it's time to relive it. Folks, you can smell these guys from a mile away. Unless you're downwind, then you can smell them from a couple of miles away. They are the members of the West Texas Rednecks. They are Bobby Duncan Jr., Kendall and Barry Windham, and ringleader, the leader of the pack, Kurt Hennig. Well, let me ask you this. How many people just hate rap music? You know, we got a brand new song here we're going to whip on you. It's called <laughs> Rap is Crap, and it go like this right here. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four.
we then go from the crappy match, Rick Steiner, TV champion versus Sting, falls down anywhere. This was not the TV title. Um, Sting came out with a look on his face that read, I can't believe what this finish is going to be either. Uh, the fans were kind of up. They literally 
minutes doing the entrances. There were less than 10 left in the show when the bell rang, and that went at a set seven minutes. The master was boob trying to track the man out of the heat when Nash hurt himself while doing a side slam. Yes, Nash hurt himself to actually get the heat. Um, this was, I believe, Savage's first match after being off for an entire year or two full knee surgeries. Um, and basically, when people talk about how great Randy Savage was, this is not Randy Savage they're talking about. He moved very slowly, and his last match ever was two months later with Jeff Rodman of all people. The man, Jake the Snake Roberts. He is a man that you all recognize. He's a legend. Come on, Jake, get on in here. The Bucks want to hear from you. Well, Taylor, uh, you know, you're a casino. Everybody says, well, gosh, a casino should gamble. Let me tell you something, Hamble. You don't want to play cards with me because I'll cheat. Okay? I cheat. You want to play 21? I got 22. You don't play blackjack? You got two of those too. You don't play ace and an ace? Maybe I got too many of those too. Paralyze me. Do not gamble with me. The only thing you should gamble is this. Listen to me. When you walk in a casino and you want to gamble, the main thing is you should realize this. To gamble, you must accept losing. I don't accept losing. And in the stadium, Damien, my friend, 
My friend Damien is right here. Damien? Yeah, he just stuck his head out of it. Now he's going to buy a snake, huh? Oh. You don't want to see this, do you? Well, I don't want to see this. Let me see this. No. I think what, Anvil? Go ahead, Anvil. Roll the dice. Mr. Cameraman, get your ass back up here. Hello? I'm talking to you. Get the camera back up here. That is not what you need to worry about, Anvil. The bottom line is this, when the DDT comes, then the snake comes out. Worry about the DDT. 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 Think about it. A man of his word, Jake the Snake Robert. Back to ringside. That was the same show where Jake had his snake out and using it to simulate a peanuts on live pay-per-view. Right. Um, so, yeah, let's, we're going to start to wrap things up here. Um, and so, yeah, from this, uh, we're going to get things going. I want to thank everyone for listening. Next week, again, we're doing one night only hardcore justice. So I want to thank you for listening. Continue to listen. And we'll see you again in seven days.